Welcome, 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 welcome to my hoop ballers out there to another episode of Bold Statements, Not So Bold Predictions, where, hey, we got receipts, man. I am your host, Keith Gork, joined by my good buddy this morning, Trey Hill, on this early, early Wednesday morning that is just chock full of NBA action, man. I am so excited. We've got a ton of stuff, okay? Uh, hope you're able to find some stuff, man. Uh, you know, I know I did. I found about three or four. Uh, really, really excited about tonight. Um, but guys, hey, if you haven't listened to BSBP before, we do place you know wagers on NBA game outcomes, player props, futures, much, much more. Uh, we each start with 100 credits, and we use those credits to try to win more than we lose. Uh, Trey, we're doing okay there. Uh, not necessarily the best, but we're doing okay. Uh, my credit rating so far is at 96.4. So I did go down a little bit uh, from our last ones, and you are at a 99.9. Uh, you're right on the cusp there of, of being at 100, so you're doing pretty pretty okay. Um, obviously, you want to try to aim for above 50%, so we're not not doing so hot, but um, that's okay. Today, we're going to turn that around. So uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about your uh, bets from last show, uh, which were games uh, – uh, go ahead. You go ahead and cover the, what I, you had last I show. I had, I had two bets on the last show, one of which was Josh Giddy to hit – at least six assists against the Clippers, and that one came through for me. He hits, he he got all the way up to seven, which was nice. And then I also had a Clippers 76ers Timberwolves parlay, which the Clippers came through, 76ers came through. The Timberwolves lost to the Magic. They only scored 39 points total in the second half, and the Magic were able to come back and beat them by almost 20 points, 18 points. So Minnesota really let me down and to lose a parlay on a minus 18 result is that one was a tough one to swallow. Uh, I think you also had um, Capella over 12.5 rebounds. Uh, oh, I did. I did have yeah. that written down. Yeah. yeah and he came, Washington came up one, and he, yeah, he came hit up one short. 12. Yeah. Those rebound props, I mean, um, I like grabbing them here and there. It depends on the game environment to me, but um, there's a lot of variance with rebounds. I mean, obviously the ball has to, <laughs> has to bounce to them. That's basically what it comes down to. Uh, and, you know, they might tip it to somebody and they might, you know, not count that as a rebound, stuff like that. So um, I don't necessarily dislike them. I, I do go to rebound props every once in a while. Um, but yeah, it's, you can, you can definitely, uh, we call that getting the hook here in the, in the industry. Uh, you got the hook on that one cause you got the 0.5 there, uh, and you ended up on the, on the downside of that hook and, uh, didn't cash there. You also decided to ride my, uh, I'll, I'll talk about my, my next prop here, which was Garland, Darius Garland over 19.5 points. So he had to have at least 20 points and the Cleveland money line. And guess what? The Cleveland money line hit as predicted. They played a Hornets team that was on a back to back. Um, and I'll talk about that again in a minute here again, but, uh, that, that did hit for us, but unfortunately, Mr. Darius Garland was just ice cold from distance. Uh, I know he was one for six at one point. I'm not sure what he ended up as, but, um, he just did, didn't come through for us. I think he ended up with 15 or 16 points. So just, just a little bit short for us there, unfortunately, but that was a plus four twenty-five odds bet. And again, this is one of those instances listeners where, uh, even though it didn't hit, I think it's a good bet. And I think it's, it's the right call. Um, I maybe would have taken it a little bit less, uh, on the Darius Garland points there. I think his actual over under was at like 18.5. So if you could have found it at maybe 19 points in Cleveland money line, that's probably a better, a better line, depending on what the odds are. It probably was about three plus three fifty or something like that. Um, so if you're able to find that, that might have been a slightly better bet. 
Uh, but I was hoping Garland would go big. He, he kind of disappointed me, Trey. Um, unfortunate, but it is what it is. We move right. on. <laughs> yeah, he, he got to 16. It was real close. And when you have a bet with that good of odds, when you miss it, when it's that close, I still call it a good call, just a missed opportunity. Yeah, that's unfortunate. That's all right. We'll, we'll hit one of those big time odds because I know we had the Patrick Williams at plus 500 also. So we'll hit one of those big time odds. I actually have one today for us. So uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm actually going to do a half unit bet today, which, uh, I, you know, it's almost like uh, I know Dan Bespris, he was doing some half units a lot last season. It's like it's almost like either either crap or get off the pot, as my grandmother mother used to say. It's like, you know, do I really want to do a half unit or just go full unit or, or zero units? But no, I think I think a half unit on this this big odd stuff is good because it, it minimizes your risk there. Um, anyways, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. I also had Washington uh, plus five point five. Um, and that was against, uh, who did they play? The Hawks. Um, that's right. Yeah. They, they beaten the Hawks by, I think it was 11 points or 12 points the, the game before. And it was just a few days before. Um, and I was looking at the numbers. And I didn't think it could possibly swing, you know, a whole 17 points the opposite direction. Well, guess what? It, it did. And more, what it came down to actually in that game was the, I was watching it was the uh, Wizards just had an absolutely atrocious third quarter. They were neck and neck with the Hawks. It was a very close and competitive game as, as predicted, through the first half, and the Hawks just just absolutely blew that third quarter. They had eight points with like two and a half minutes left in the quarter, uh, and it was just sad to see they scored 17 in that quarter eventually. So they did come back a little bit. The Hawks only scored 21, so uh, you know neither of them had a great quarter, and then they both scored 34 in the fourth quarter. So um, unfortunate, missed it by uh, a few points there. Um, I still think, you know, uh, I don't know if it was the right call because I did feel a little uneasy about it. Maybe I should have held off on that one, but uh, but that's okay. They uh, they didn't come through for me. I also had the over in that game, which did hit for me in real life. I didn't put that in the show. I run this a little late in the, the day usually now, but uh, that's okay. And then I also had a, a good call of mine was Orlando Magic plus nine, and that did hit. Uh, not only did it hit, but uh, Mr. Trey, like you said, they uh, the Orlando Magic won and, and uh, blew up your parlay there. But uh, yeah, the Timberwolves lost. Uh, I was just looking at those numbers. And I didn't like what I was seeing on the Timberwolves side. Um, you know, uh, I think the one thing that was really different was the opponent's f- effective field goal percentage, which I chalked up to kind of luck on the on the Timberwolves part. And uh, the Magic took advantage. They they won the game. I, in real life, I actually put a little parlay there on the Cleveland money line and the Magic money line. Uh, I think it was a pl- plus 1,000 odds. And I hit that. So yay me, go me. I'm actually way up in real life because I've hit a, maybe three or four of these parlays. Uh, so I'm up about 33 units in real life. Um, obviously, in this show, I'm not uh, in the wager pass about either. So I got to turn that around. But uh, all good, man. Um, we're going to rebound today. Did you watch any of the games last night? I watched the Heat and the Mavericks, and it played out exactly how you would think a Heat-Mavericks game would play out. The Mavericks got off to a strong start, and then the Heat just kind of eventually suffocated them with that defense they have. Uh, I noticed a couple times that Lowry has a great lob threat to Bam that I hadn't really thought I hadn't really accounted for before. And that like that was really my big takeaway was I liked the Lowry and Bam um chemistry that they seem to have building yeah Kyle, Kyle Lowry just continues to be a godsend for that team and um you know I was wrong in the preseason totally admitted admit willing to admit when I'm wrong um I thought Kyle Lowry was just absolutely washed <laughs> and uh not absolutely but you know I just didn't think he was as good as as he was before but no he's looked great 
um, really picked up the, the the Heat have really picked up the pace this season. They're you know considerably like several spots ahead of where they were last season as far as pace goes, um, especially when he's in the game. Uh, but yeah, the uh, you know the Mavs are just they're in trouble, especially with no KP. Um, no Kleba, I mean that doesn't really matter too much, but but no no Porzingis really hurts because um, the teams can really just you know shade Luca and, and take the ball out of his hands. Jalen Brunson did have a good game; he had 23 points, um, and I was watching. He he looked really really solid out there. I was happy to scoop him up in a, a fantasy league or two. But uh, Luca needs some help, man. I mean, what do you what do you think about that? I mean, the Mavericks team. I think they're they're sitting on a winning record, if I if I recall, um, so far. But how, what do you think about the that stre- so the far? strength of Luca? Has them at with all of them. Yeah, they're four and three at the moment, so they're still a game ahead. I just I don't. When I watch them, I don't ever enjoy no <laughs> any of it. It's we I I've I've went in on kid before on this podcast, so I'll I'll, I'll be trying. I mean, I say just don't. They don't make anything easy. That Luca carries the load, and Luca doesn't seem to put in tons of effort off ball. Now, I don't know if that's because he knows, hey, I'm stuck doing all the playmaking. This is my rest time. Or if that's because he's just not going to move off ball. But Dallas is just, I feel like the fact they're above 507 games into the season is a testament to Lucas' talent more than anything else when it comes to the Mavericks. And they're in one of my picks later, but I don't, I don't like them long term. Um, how do you feel about this? Because uh, I was watching a little bit last night, and it's it's absolutely true. Um, how do you feel about Jason Kidd wanting to use Luka Doncic off ball more? I I think it's successful. You you mm-hmm. mentioned it yourself that Brunson had a great game. He also shot ten of thirteen. If yeah. you have guys that are shooting ten of thirteen and getting twenty five points like he did last night, that's that's excellent for for what they can do. And I think if Luca, if Luca sees that that's something that's going to be a staple and going to continue to happen, then I think his off ball play will get better because right now when you watch it, it's not good from Mm -hmm. Luca when he doesn't have the ball, but how much has he played in the NBA without the ball? Also like he, anytime he's in, he is the hub of that offense. And I think to succeed in the NBA, you have to have a, a release valve for when that guy yeah. gets trapped, when that guy gets doubled. And and, and you really, um, I think it's going to help his teammates get more confidence because he doesn't have a terrible team around him. He's got Tim Hardaway Jr. He's got Brunson. He's got he's got some talent around him. Um, so I think it's going to help them with some their confidence level. Also, just just having the ball in your hands. I know when I used to play, you know, just having the ball in your hands is just such a huge. Um, Plus, you know, it's like, OK, I, I actually get to play the, the game for a minute here because there's only one ball. There's five dudes. So it's a kind of a weird mental thing. Um, but anyways, yeah, no, I think I think it is uh, interesting. It, but uh, one thing I have taken away from that better is, is that betting Lucas under for his assists is, is successful. Um, he's gone under quite a lot this season so far. Uh, I've only bet it twice. and I'm one on one. He did get 10 assists a couple games ago against the Sacramento Kings. Um, but I, I bet under 8.5 last night. And I did hit that, and I think it's something that we'll look at, uh, continue to look at as the uh, Mavericks play these games. Um, but how about um, there was a little bit of a Rashawn Holmes injury scare there uh, last night. I don't know if you saw that or, or heard about that, but uh, he came down very awkwardly. Um, looked like he bent his knee. Uh, I think he's going to be okay. He came back in the game. He, he think he's going to be okay. He might have to sit a game or two. But I was I was really thinking he like 
did something terrible because he had to go back to the locker room right away. But who do you think steps in for him on that um, that Kings team if, if, if Rashawn Holmes goes down with an injury? They've got um, they've got Metu, they've got Bagley, obviously that they are not, they, not even playing. I don't think they play Bagley. I think Thompson starts mm-hmm. for them, but I would I would almost kind of wonder if they would throw out some Barnes at the five lineups to close games. Mm-hmm. I don't think Barnes is big enough to try and play that the 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 entire game, but I. I, I that's kind of where I think they would go. They seem to be leaning into just kind of playing the talent that they have minus Bagley. So I, because you could have what Fox, Off Night, Halliburton, who am I forgetting? Buddy Heald. Uh yeah. And then you could have Barnes at the five and just run them out there and switch everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And actually, I'm, I'm looking at this right now. It's probably kind of interesting to me. They played Utah, um, obviously, the Jazz. And, and Rashad Holmes did come back, obviously. So I guess they didn't need him. But Tristan Townsend played zero minutes. That kind of surprises me a bit. Um, you'd figure that, uh, you know, big Gobert, they'd, they'd want to throw him out there, especially for the rebounding. Um, just keep Gobert off the boards for maybe 10 minutes or something like that. But uh, they didn't play him at all. So kind of interesting to me. To me. Len, I guess, is the one. I was talking to some Kings fans uh, as it happened. Len was the one that came in and played quite a bit, which also surprised me a bit. I've just I've always been down on Len. I think he's just not a very good basketball player. Um, so it's kind of surprising to me that he's getting so many minutes. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I think the Kings would be in a lot of trouble if Rashawn Holmes does miss time. So I'm glad he's back. Um, I'm wishing well for the Kings. They deserve success because they've been so bad for so long. <laughs> um, so I'm hoping that doesn't happen. But uh, another thing that I saw last night. Um, which absolutely blew my mind. I had the under in the game, so it made me sad. Um, I went two and one yesterday, so not too sad. But um, the Lakers Rockets in that first half, they played to about 70 points each of them. I think it was like 70 to 67 or something like that. The pace was just insane, especially for a Lakers game. The Lakers are usually slow down. They can score in the half court with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. They are doing. They were having a. They were doing a foot race with 19-year-olds. Uh, how does that make sense? Uh, did you catch any of that game at all? <laughs> no, I I went to bed pretty early last night. I didn't catch any of it. It's I did just go and look. Guess which two teams are tied for first in pace right now? <laughs> it would be the the Rockets and the Show Lakers. Of Lakers, wow. Which, oh, okay. Which does surprise me, but it does it it kind of makes sense given how you talked about you know how much what Russell Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook likes to run, yeah. and LeBron I saw a clip of LeBron outrunning Jalen Green for a fast break bucket last night. That's crazy to me being able like oh. can you imagine being 38 years old yeah, and winning a foot race against a 19 year old athlete like that. Uh, no, uh, no, absolutely not. I, I would never uh, be able to do that now. I am out of shape. So, uh, no, it's, uh, LeBron's a, just a crazy, he's, he's insane. Um, obviously kudos to him for staying in shape for so long. And I, uh, yeah, you do have the Rockets there over, over the Warriors in pace as far as our, uh, we have a BS call here between Trey and myself. I, I said the Warriors are going to be above the Rockets in pace and the Rockets will be above the Warriors is what he said. So, uh, must be feeling pretty good about that one right now. The Warriors are in fifth, so yeah. not super. I'm not feeling super great, but I, it is nice to see that because that was kind of a call out of left field for me, and so it's nice to see it coming to fruition at least somewhat. 
They do have the, and, and you know what really um, I was happy about yesterday to see was that uh, Daniel Tice had to miss with an injury of some sort. Uh, so Sangoon got in and played. He didn't have a great game. He had five turnovers, but um, but uh, yeah, I was I was excited to see him just end up starting lineup and, and play with those guys. I think he deserves it. I think you know I'm hoping that they just minimize Tice to like a 15 minute role and, and just continue to start Sangoon. Um, but he looked good out there. I mean, he looked pretty comfortable in, in most spots. Um, you know, just a bit of a disappointment. I think he had like six points, four rebounds, four assists. So, you know, it's, that's he's like he's got the triple double uh, potential. And uh, I just I just love it. Um, you know, I don't think he's going to put up a triple double. Well, he might like, get one this season or something like that. But um, but yeah, I, I uh, high on Sangoon. So uh, I'm sure I, I assume Anthony Davis played last night. Correct. Yeah. So that was probably a nice welcome to the league rookie yeah. game for for Shingun. Anthony Davis is a pretty pretty good defender, so um, don't don't um, have a, a terrible. Uh, it wasn't terrible that he had a bad game. Uh, the other thing I have written here is Pelicans bad. Uh, that's all I have written. <laughs> uh, Every show we just need to like pencil in the column. Keith craps on the Pelicans. No, um, yeah they uh, they were up the entire game um, through three quarters at least. I think they were up in the fourth also against the Phoenix Suns without DeAndre Eaton. And they just they just blew it. Uh, it was just sad. I watched a little bit of the beginning of that game, and then the the um, Pelicans were actually blowing the Suns out. And the Suns didn't look like they were interested in playing basketball, so I stopped watching it for a bit. Uh, Suns started to creep back. I I didn't get to catch the end. I think I was watching another game at that point. But um, yeah, I just uh, oh man. And I'm, and they had you know what really struck me about that game as as I was watching it was they were uh, panning over to Zion Williamson on the sidelines. And he's just like laughing and like carrying it on with somebody on the bench. Like he just it just doesn't seem like he gives a flying crap. Uh, and I can't really blame him. I mean, the Pelicans are just a terrible organization. Uh, I don't know what's going on there, but uh, they just they seem to have ta- like just generational talent. Uh, Anthony Davis, Chris Paul, uh, Zion Williamson now, and they can't do anything with it. I just uh, thoughts on the Pelicans. <laughs> what are your you, thoughts? You really summed it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zion himself doesn't look good. Uh, they need to. They don't need to be working him out on the court where where it gets out to the public at this stage until he's ready to come back, because right now we're just seeing a guy who hasn't had the chance to get in game shape. Yeah. And what? But like you said, he's over there laughing, carrying on while they're losing and. I get you're not going to win every game. It's a business, all that stuff. And you're not, you know, that that in itself isn't a crime. But what if you're Zion, why would you want to rush back to this Pelicans team yeah. that, that didn't want to bring back your buddy Lonzo Ball that you wanted to play with while you watch him thrive in Chicago, throwing all of these excellent passages, getting, you know, just basically keeping the offense breathing mm. while it get, goes from Levine to DeRozan, star to star. He could be doing that in New Orleans for Zion and Ingram. He could be he could be that that branch between those two. And instead, Zion watched him just leave because David Griffin said, oh, "I'm I don't want to pay him." Yeah, it's just unfortunate. And um, you know, I, I want to wrap up the um, this really quickly, but um, really quick since we are talking about the Bulls a little bit. Um, Let's talk a little bit about Bulls Philly tonight. Bulls uh, Bulls Sixers. That's that's happening at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern tonight. Um, I don't have any plays for that game. You might, but um, Bulls are six and one. Bulls had a great freaking comeback win against the Boston Celtics. It was awesome, obviously. 
Um, man, I, I was, it just made me so proud. Um, but how do you think they fare against the Sixers team tonight? What do you think they're going to look for? What do you think is going to make them successful? Well, Joel Embiid said it best. You need to build around Tony Bradley. Uh, but no, <laughs> no uh, I, nice. <laughs> I, like, I like the Bulls in this game. They're, it worries me because they are such a team of runs. Like they get, they gave up a lot of runs to Boston. They, they had to, they were down 14, I think, going into the fourth quarter. Um, but I just, I don't see. They play so hard on defense that I don't see other than Joel Embiid swallowing them up. I don't see a, a guy on the perimeter dominating them like Jalen Brown did against the Celtics. I, I like the Bulls to win. I. I'm debating on whether or not to play it later. I believe the Bulls are – are they one-point favorites? Uh, you know, I didn't see that line. Um, I, I didn't – I know it's I one. Yeah. No, Philly's favored by one. Yeah. One team. So, I could, so the Bulls are plus one. I like the Bulls to win. I just like the matchup personally, I think. But what, how do you feel? Uh, no, it's, um, you know, I, I'm obviously very high on the Bulls this season. Uh, I think it's going to be a really tough matchup. I think um, the biggest question to me is how they're going to handle Embiid. I think it's going to be a great test. Um, Vucevic, I think, is up to the challenge. I think, he you know, he had a couple blocks in that Boston Celtics game and, and Rob, Robert Williams and, and Al Horford. I mean, Al Horford was hitting shots on the outside. Um, and, and Vucevic had a couple of bad closeouts, um, against Al Horford that, that led to some points also. So, uh, but you know, NMB can do that also. Um, so it worries me a little bit. I'm I'm curious to see how they handle that. And then obviously if, if uh, Vucevic goes, uh, out or has foul trouble, uh, Tony Bradley, man, let's, uh, let, let's build around him. <laughs> let's, uh, let's see how he does against his, uh, his former teammate in Joel Embiid. Uh, I think, I think Tony Bradley's a little bit slept on. Uh, I had some people in the preseason telling me they were saying, "Oh, who's their backup center?" And I said, "Tony Bradley's, you know, good for ten and fifteen minute role." And they're like, "Oh, so they have no backup center?" And I was like, "Okay, if that's how you feel about a guy that you know really showed some flashes in, in Philadelphia, um, I think he's he's pretty decent. Um, not to say that I think he's you know amazing. I don't think he's an all star or something, um, but I think he's, he's good for serviceable. Yeah, he's like he's a good backup. You know, he's, I think he's decent. So." Uh, we'll see how he fares. But now, uh, yeah, you did mention uh, the Bulls uh, being down 14. They're actually the first team in history in the shot clock area, era to trail by 14 or more points going into the fourth quarter and end up, end up winning by 14 points uh, or more points. So you know, that was a huge swing in that fourth quarter. I had no – it's been at least eight years since you know, we've been able to say the Bulls are down 14 in the fourth quarter. There's no way they're going to come back and, you know – win this it's never been it's like you know game is dead on arrival at that point uh but not the season it's a different season so uh yeah that it is yeah it's gonna be gonna be a good game all right let's let's move on to our bsbp locks i've got a few of them so i do want to get into those right now so uh mr trey why don't you walk me through what you got going on for today's games wednesday all right so i i only have two bets that i like right now i i went one and three last one counting the bs uh, calling the call I jumped on with you. So tonight I've got Jason Tatum having a bounce back game. I continue to believe in Boston, probably to my detriment. They're playing Orlando, who is coming off of a high, so I think they might have a little bit of a letdown. Tatum to score at least 30 points is plus 136. I he I he struggled against against the Bulls 
And I, I just look for him to come out and to, and to try and have a good game. The only the only pause I have on this one is the Marcus Smart comments about how they need to play better as a team down the stretch. But I don't think this game's going to be particularly close. And then the other call I had was a four-team parlay. Okay. Uh, I had a buddy actually send me this uh, three-teamer, and I added a team in. He So I've got Dallas beating San Antonio, which that's the one I'm probably the most iffy on. And then I've got the Knicks beating the Pacers. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, Dallas uh, money line, Knicks money line. Oh, it was Cleveland over Portland. Okay. And then I threw in the Hornets over the Golden State Warriors. That's my big call. There, the the Hornets are I can see plus that. six. Mm-hmm. Like they're six point underdogs. Mm. But I love LaMelo's ability to drive with size, and the Warriors don't have the interior defense to defend him without having to collapse on him. So I, I like the Hornets to bounce back after losing to Cleveland. And so that's my that's my four-team parlay. I don't have odds for it yet, yeah. but they're, we'll going, they're, going, to be, be good. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be significantly good because, like I said, the Hornets are plus six. And I'm taking that money line. And then I've also got the Knicks. They're only minus one. So I know there's going to the, – the odds will be in my favor. Oh, yeah. They'll be, they'll be good. So a couple of good plus odds plays there um, for you guys out there. And uh, I'll, I'll piggyback off of that. We'll talk – since you were talking about the um, uh, uh, Portland Trailblazers, that's one that actually um, – uh, concerns me most of your of your uh, parlay there is the Cleveland money line. I – I think I think the uh, Portland Trailblazers, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers, they have uh, Colin Sexton and Darius Garland in their backcourt, and that's just not a good defensive combo. I, I know Sexton's better than than people give him credit for. Um, he's a decent defender, um, but Garland, he's just so small. Uh, I'm looking for Dame Dalla. I've got him at 40 plus 40 or more points here at plus 504. I'm putting a little half unit on it, man. Uh, I'm not going to put a full unit on it because Dame has just looked absolutely dreadful this season. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just do a half unit on, on Dame 40 or more points just to see what happens at 504 odds. That'll get me 2.5, uh, units in return. If I do win that, um, I think this is a game that, you know, the trailblazers are, are also have also been disappointing recently. So I just think it's a game where they, they come out and they, you know, try to give it to Cleveland. Um, I do like, Cle- go ahead. Those odds are so juicy. I'm I'm half tempted to jump on that anyway, even though I like Cleveland. Because I can see a game where, where Dame goes off, mm-hmm. but Cleveland still wins because the, the three seven-footers, that zone defense, especially if they put Mobley at the top, they're going to be able to, to lock down the passing lane. So I, I do expect Dame to get a lot of shots up. Yeah, I'm uh yeah, I'm I'm just like I don't want to miss out on the big explosion Dame's gonna have coming out of the slump because it's gonna happen. So I think I'm gonna start playing this against teams that I consider he has a chance against until further notice. But uh, but my more sensible bet in that game is CJ McCollum over two twenty three point five uh points, and that's at plus one oh four odds. So that's one unit to win one unit basically. Um CJ hit the over in four out of seven of Portland's games, and he even hit in two games where he shot under forty two percent from the field. So um he shoot it from the beyond the arc a lot this season uh, as long as that holds true i think we have a decent chance and a decent margin here to, to hit that uh, 24 points or more uh, Cle- again cleveland's backcourt is not great um they're actually 
one of the, the worst teams at giving up points to the point guard position, quote unquote, but that's just such a fluid thing in the NBA now. I think both guard positions are really uh, in play here. Um, and Damian, Damian Lillard, obviously, he's been struggling. So uh, if he doesn't hit that 40 plus mark, I think, you know, CJ's got a decent chance again to hit this mark. Uh, point total in that game's already slowly creeping up, indicating that betters are, are thinking it's going to be more of a high scoring affair. So, so who's going to do that scoring? Um, you know, I, I would guess CJ and, and Dane would have a lot to do with that. Uh, next, next call I have here is OG Adenobi over 19.5 points, and that's at minus 111 odds. So that's 1.1 unit to win one unit. Um, just going to throw away OG's first two games because he just shot absolutely dreadful in those first couple games. Just, I don't know what his problem was, but in the six games since he's hit the over comfortably in four of them, uh, the wizards are a really stout defense, but OG just put up 36 against the Knicks, which, you know, is a good defensive team. So, uh, it's really all about, this is really just all about Scotty Barnes just being still on the sidelines for this game. He's listed as out right now. Um, obviously that could change throughout the day, but I think he's going to miss another one with that. I think he's got a sprained thumb. Um, it's a one game sample size, but OG saw his usage rocket up to 32.1% against that Nick, that Knicks team last game. And, uh, that's his highest mark of the season, obviously. So, uh, without Barnes, I think he's just got a massive role. Uh, and, uh, let's cross our fingers that we see the same thing this game. So, uh, and then my last one here, and you, you, you touched on a little bit, Trey, but I do have Jason Tatum over 3.5 assists at plus 108 odds. So that's one unit to win 1.1 units. So I do think Tatum's going to have a great game. I think, you know, there's a fire lit under this Celtics team. They're going to come out and they're just going to destroy this this magic team. But I'm riding the narrative, my friend. I, I'm going to ride this. Uh, you know, like you said, Marcus Smart came out and just, just totally blasted Tatum and Brown for not uh, passing it to their guys. Um, I know they said at the end of the game, but I think just in general, they want to get more touches. So um, I looked at both their assist props. Both guys have really appealing lines, If we, but if we are going to take the narrative. Uh, but Tatum is far and away the most consistent addition at the Rock, and he has the, mo- the potential assist to really back up this play. He is sitting on eight potential assists for this, per game for the season. Uh, which makes sense. I mean, he's got a lot of usage on this team. Brown sitting at just 5.7, and his over 2.5 assists is at plus 102. So I'm taking the plus 108 on Tatum at six-year odds. I think it's more consistent. I think it's a more likely thing to hit with Tatum. Last season, he hit this uh, over 3.5 in 37 out of 64 games, which is 58% of their games, uh, games that he played in, I should say. Because uh, he was out for COVID, with COVID for a few of them, but uh, he averaged 8.5 potential assists per game, so it's not too far away from what he's averaging this season. So um, I expect his team is just just step up here against the Orlando Magic. The Magic are 24th in the league at getting up assists to their opponents, uh, and dead last in defensive rating. So, like you said, I think the Celtics are going to put it on the Orlando Magic, uh, and I think Tatum's going to ditch the rock, man. I, I really hope so. Um, so that's those are my plays today. I've got four of them, a four pack for you guys, but there's a lot of action today, so. Uh, there is, and I I'm really excited to get off work and to just get. I'm I'm excited. I don't think either of us talked about it really, but I'm really excited to watch the Hawks and the Nets play. Yeah, there's gonna be yeah, there's some really good you know obviously some really enticing matchups tonight, but uh, I'll be watching the Bulls obviously. So, um, but hey guys, that's it. That's gonna do it for us. Before I go, make sure you check out Hoopball's Wager Pass. Um, go get that for, for you guys and, and, you know, follow Hoopball on Twitter. Uh, also make sure that you sign up for my bookie guys. My bookie is just simply the best sports book around play anywhere, anytime with hassle free deposits, then go enjoy their fully fledged casino platform lines and props are available for all sports plus live betting. If you sign up in a pro- promo code Hoopball, that's H O O P B A L L. You get your first deposit match halfway up to your first thousand dollars. If you put in the thousand, you get an extra hundred, 500. Uh, and all of our, 
odds here. King from my bookie uh, today, I believe. Um, so, uh, yeah. So go get that, guys. Deposit. But that's it, guys. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at BSBP Keith. And Trey, where can people find you? On Twitter at Final Finally. You can follow the twi- uh, show's Twitter guys at, at BSBP underscore NBA. Let's go cash some big money.